coming to you from beautiful Santa Barbara, California. Promoting peace, healthy living, and happiness. It's the Peace Podcast with host Barbara Gon Mueller. Welcome to peacepodcast.org. I'm Barbara Gonmuller and I am your host. Today you're in for a very special treat. You're going to get a sneak preview of the peace, what are they calling it? Peace Park Exhibit. I, I, was, I always call it the Peace Pavilion because I know that the Peace Pavilion just sounds so beautiful, but it's a peace park. Imagine if every park in the world was a peace park. We're setting a trend here with Ray, and I'm going to tell you his last name, Matsumiya. Matsumiya is a beautiful name. Ray has devoted his professional career to an unofficial diplomacy, cross-cultural exchange, and peace building. You know, I've been talking to Ray for quite a while because he's putting this exhibit together for the Melbourne Rotary World Peace Conference. I call it the World Peace Conference, and it's just Rotary World Conference. But Ray, welcome. I just love having you on today. Thank you so much, Barbara. It's really a pleasure to be here. Well, we're trying to get people excited about the peace park that you're going to have, because when you're in Melbourne and you want to have a moment where you can just relax and feel peace and learn about peace, they can go to the peace park. So, you know, I have so many credentials that you have done in your life. And I said to him, how could you have done so much from your master's degree from Fletcher School of Law, diplomacy at Tufts University, BA with honors and this is just an immediate past president of the Rotary Club of International Peace and a certified mediator. Holy cow is all I can say. Welcome. Hey, thank you so much, Barbara. And people should be excited about the peace part. It is going to be amazing. Amazing in Auburn. Well, you know, because you bring your talents to this peace park, I'm sure it's going to be crowded all the time. But let's go back so. just a little bit. What what brought you to peace building? Let's spend a couple minutes on just finding out who you are and how we can all walk in your footsteps. Well, sure thing. Um, so I'm Japanese American and I grew up here in Boston, but my mother is from Hiroshima, Japan. And her, her father was a first responder when the atomic bomb was dropped on August 6th, 1945. And so her family has had a strong on um, dedication towards peace, because uh, they saw the horrors of war, and they saw the amazing peace culture that grew out of Hiroshima. So that's really part of my family's DNA. And so ever since I was, I don't know, like four or five years old, she'd be like, you have to work for peace. You have to work, you know, to do, make the world a better place. And I guess I was, I guess I was a good boy, and I listened to my mom, and that's what I did. So, um, I, you know, I, I didn't really study it in school, but I was very lucky on growing because uh, after school, actually, I played chess for about a year, and I did on um, sculpture and things like that. And then I was very lucky because uh, while I was playing chess in Harvard Square, I met this uh, beautiful woman, and that that was part of something called the University of the Middle East Project, and it had just been established. And I had no interest in the Middle East at all, but I had an, I had an interest in her. So I lost my game. I started talking to her and she told me about this wonderful organization. And what this organization was, was a group of uh, graduate students from Harvard, from Tufts, from MIT, and they were all from the Middle East and North Africa. There are Christians, Muslims, and Jews 
And what had happened was they became really good friends through their classes. And the idea of this organization was to um, have a series of university campuses all around the Middle East. And, you know, there, there'll be a campus in uh, Ramallah and Tel Aviv and Beirut and Rabat. This is 1997, so this is really seemed possible at that time. And I was just so taken by them. And um, we we uh, took off like a rocket. We got on. Um, we got funding to do our first campus in Morocco. We met with the king of Morocco, who gave us land to start the first campus. Wow. And then, of course, like so many terrible things happened, starting from 2000, including the the Palestinian Intifada and the 9/11 and the war in Iraq and everything else. But I, I started out as an intern at this organization, and I just stayed. And, and I'm currently the director of this organization. And we've um, adopted in so many different ways. We did a lot of work with uh, the American State Department, uh, the Spanish Ministry of Foreign Affairs, uh, a lot of different ways to create peace in that region. Most recently, we moved all our programs to Hiroshima. And I think it's such a funny thing that my career has come full circle where you know I start, my family started out in Hiroshima and now I'm back in Hiroshima doing programs for Middle Eastern peace building programs for Middle Eastern participants in Hiroshima, Japan. And we found that these programs are by far the most successful because of the amazing culture there. And we're expanding it to all around the world. So just last month, we had a group of uh, 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 Protestants and Catholics from Northern Ireland. And we've had programs for Koreans and Japanese and other people uh, with uh, that need to work on their diplomatic relations in Hiroshima. So, so that's currently what I do. That's fantastic. You know, think about you. You know, here you have this magic of love. You felt, did you marry that woman? That no, I did not. She actually ended up dating my best friend, but <laughs> <laughs> she left the organization after a couple of weeks, but I stayed. Well, that's okay. Because I tell you, it's that passion for something that the universe will support if you're really clear on what it is you want the universe to support. And it sounds like you were very clear, as was your mother, when she said you were going to be a peace builder. My grandfather told me the same thing when I was five. And for those of you who are watching, you're listening to the Peace Podcast. I, I have been doing this for years, and I'm now chairwoman of the Rotary Action Group for Peace. And I'm telling you that now because this is something our founder, Al Jubis, said he would like to have peace, no more war by 2030. Well, here we have this opportunity in Melbourne to really pay attention and to really look at the peace park that they are creating and create an exhibit that will motivate everyone to leave that conference conference in a way that has changed their lives because we want them to see that it's up to rotary with our 35,000 clubs that will allow us to work for peace wherever we live and so ray i know you are a peacemaker i can feel it when i talk with you so tell me a little bit about this peace park that's going to be an exhibit for anybody who comes to friendship hall you know, first I have to thank Al Jubitz, it was, it was really his vision. And um, we met uh, maybe about a year and a half ago when I, did, when I was doing one of my lectures in, about Hiroshima. And we both shared the same vision that, you know, Rotary already does so much for peace, but it could even do more than what it does already. And, and we, we started brainstorming and, and one of the ideas we had was to really kind of make a big splash at the convention and to really raise the profile of peace building at, at Rotary. And there's no better way to do it than the convention. 
So we started out just with a <clears throat> with an idea for a booth and just kept growing and growing and growing. And now it's a it's a 50 by 50 foot square. It's 2,500 square feet. It's bigger than my house. <laughs> and it's gonna be this amazing um, um, exhibit with multiple elements. And if you don't mind, I can, I can share my screen. And I'll show sure, my screen we'd right love now. to see what it's going to look like. You know, I'm getting excited just hearing about it. There you uh, go. I, I'm excited working on it. And this is just a, a, a brief view of what it's gonna look like. And the idea is that we wanna put this right in the middle of the convention. And um, uh, you can see these blue squares with the one in the middle. So we yes. get, we get a traffic flows from east to west, west to east, north and south, and we're right in the middle of it. And it's near the food, and it's gonna be a very popular place in the convention. So we're hoping that this exhibit is gonna draw people in. And then if you see all these purple squares here, these are all the different East-related groups in Rotary. So we've clustered them all together. And the idea is that this exhibit is gonna bring in a lot of traffic and then this traffic will go to all the booths and it's going to highlight the good work of all the people in Rotary. And, you know, it's very diverse. It goes from, you know, the, of course, the Rad for Peace booth that is the sponsor of all this, but also other groups like uh, Mediators Beyond Borders, Peace Fellows, Peace Centers. So it's just kind of like a one-stop shop where anyone that is interested in peace will, will, will be fully immersed in it. Um, so I'm going to talk about what's going to happen at Peace Park itself. This is one view Isn't of it. Isn't that beautiful? And you have a stage. Are we going to have speakers on that stage? Yes, we are. There's five different um, uh, elements. So the first is the stage. There'll be on uh, speakers three times a day, very short speeches, maybe from 10 to 20 minutes. It's all uh, it's designed to give the different peace groups a platform to, to show their good work to the general audience. And it's an interactive... Um... Peace Park, because you said that we can go into the special booth and have a conversation because I'm not able to go to the uh, uh, Melbourne and I want to talk to the people who are there and I want to invite them to be part of the role of peace on our planet today. Well, our plan is to live stream this so people that are not at the convention can take part. We're also going to be inviting speakers to on the stage as well that can be uh, presented on video. And we have a very special thing that I'll, I'll explain to you in a, in, a, in a minute about connecting this convention to other places on earth. Well, it um, looks very exciting. And I'm gonna ask you to stop screen share, but I do see the peace polls. So you're gonna have a special place for peace polls also? Yeah, so this is a, a photo booth. People can take pictures of themselves at the photo booth. On, uh, with the stage, what's really, this is a new development I'm really excited about. At the stage, Whenever there's a speaker, there's going to be a timed refrigerator that you can see here. And at and five minutes before the speaker speaks, the timer is gonna go off, uh, this light is gonna go on, and then people will have access to these peace pots, <laughs> these little uh, culinary treats. So, so <laughs> we're gonna have around 2000 of these peace pots so that, that people can eat uh, and enjoy at the, at the convention. Uh, and hopefully they'll stick around for the speaker as well. So that, that's the general idea. <laughs> Uh, just before I end, uh, I explained about this photo moment with uh, the peace bowls, but one thing I'm really excited about are these peace trees. We want to make this exhibit as interactive as possible. So we're going to have people write their messages, messages of peace uh, on these uh, peace cranes, and they can uh, put up their messages for peace on these, on these trees. So as the convention goes on, these trees will become more and more populated with these messages of peace. And lastly, we will have something called the Rotary Peace Portal. 
who are working with this amazing uh, organization called Shared Studios. And they've worked with amazing people like, uh, you know, David Beckham, the football player, um, President uh, President Obama, uh, Ban Ki-moon, um, just, just a whole bunch of different people. And what they do is that they do kind of like a super Zoom, where it's a full body Zoom and they connect people from around the world together for these curated conversations. So at the convention, the convention goers will have the opportunity to meet peacemakers from Mexico City that are working on gang violence. They'll meet with an organization in India that is working on uh, Muslim uh, Hindu relations. And they'll be able to do this in real time uh, at the convention with these amazing people from around the world. So those are the basic elements of the, wow. of the peace uh, exhibit that we're planning to do in Melbourne. Well, I have a feeling with the peace pops and all the interactions that people can have with those who are not present, you're going to be quite popular because it's like, I remember when I went, I've been to several world conferences for Rotary and the Friendship Center was always, the Friendship Hall was always the meeting place. And now that you have peace pops, I'm sure people are going to want to have a little bit of energy to go to some of the lectures that are going to be happening at Melbourne. And so let's talk a little bit what do you hope to accomplish by this extravaganza? I mean, you have worked on this for over a year, right? Yeah, that's about right, about a year. And it, it incorporates the vision that Al has always had. And I am praying that people will join us at this Rotary Action Group booth and they will sign up to become a member for $20 a year. And yeah. when they sign up to become a member for the Rotary Action Group for world, I say world peace, then they will get a new pin, a pin that will say, I joined the Rotary Action Group for Peace, and I'm a peacemaker, and I'm going to talk to every Rotary Club in my community and tell them, peace is possible, and it begins with me and you. So, Ray, what do you hope to accomplish? One is to really highlight the work of uh, Rotary Action Group for Peace. This whole exhibit is branded as Rotary Action Group for Peace. We will have members of Rotary Action Group for Peace in the exhibit, meeting people and telling uh, people about the good work and, and, and how to sign up as members. So that is the major objective that we have for this exhibit, is that we want as, we want as many Rotarians to join the Rotary Action Group for Peace as possible, because with numbers, anything is possible. And, and I think if enough people join, you know, like, like uh, the Rad for Peace, you know, uh, we can accomplish larger projects, we can have more impact. We can, um, you know, get more funding for, for projects that need it around the world, but there needs to be an organizational mechanism. And um, the Rotary Action Group for Peace is that organizational mechanism that is, that is primary to, to, to promote peace at Rotary. Now, and of, of course, we also want to highlight the work of all the other organizations that are there too. Like, I think a lot of Rotarians don't know the extent and impact of the work and, and peace that a lot of organizations do. And that is really the main goal of this of this uh, exhibit is to really highlight that work and really put you know peace building on the map for Rotary because I don't think sometimes it is I, I think it's uh it's uh people don't know about it so that is what this exhibit is designed to do. Well, I know so many Rotarians in my life, and they've all had the dream that peace will happen within their lifetime, and Al wanted to have no wars by twenty thirty, and I'm on a, a subcommittee of. Ending World War, Ending War 101, which is a new course that's going to be offered by the Rotary Action Group for Peace. And Helen Peacock and I have been part of the group that is trying to bring it to all Rotarians so they can take this course and become an ambassador, an ambassador for a world that works for all. 
So with you know, I just that, right? I just talked to Helen uh, just just a couple of days ago, and and, Thank uh, you. and and we're trying to figure out ways for for this work to be presented at the exhibit. I, I think it's very important. I, I think it's a it's a great way to start with all this stuff. So it will definitely have a part of the stage, and uh, along with many other exhibits that are both practical and have a lot of value, and that's really what we're trying to do. Not only is this a course that's got so much data, it's like an encyclopedia of what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. But it's got incredible videos. I watched it yesterday. I did the whole course, but that's a little much for any normal person. You know, I did it because I wanted to prove it. I wanted to see if it worked. But I think it should be a, a course that you use to bring you back to the goal of peace on the planet. Well, when I watched Martin Luther King give his speech yesterday, I was just sitting there thinking, these are the shoulders on who we on whose shoulders we stand, Ray. This mm -hmm. video, you and all of us who work together for peace have a bunch of people before us who have been trailblazers for peace. My late husband, Robert Mueller, robertmueller.org, amazing. He spent 40 years at the UN working for peace. On whose shoulders we stand. This course not only talks about the logic of peace, why it's so important that we save our money and help the people who need what they need rather than bombs, etc., to scare them half to death. So it works in a way that changes your attitude that peace is possible. A lot of people don't get that. They still think there's a just war. I don't know of one person on the planet who really experiences the power of peace until they look at the devastation of war. And when yeah. you do that, and your mother, God bless her, as you said in your bio, inspired by my mother from Hiroshima. Yeah, she's, she, I mean, she's seen the direct results of war. I think that's what drove her so much towards peace. And I think, actually, not many people know this, but like Hiroshima is known as a, as a city of peace. So it's, it, I don't think it's any coincidence that a city that experienced such horror is also a city that is the most vocal about promoting peace in the world. So, so I think you have a great point there. Well, I am so proud of you, and, and probably you, your mother is too, I'm sure, because this is a time when we really need our younger generation to step forward and use their energy for you know bringing our world to peace and harmony. Ray, do you have a last wish for us today as we finish up our rotary um i guess we could call it like a teaser to go to the peace park at the exhibit in melbourne and so do you have a dream for the world i, I do i hope uh well i have a dream for rotary or <laughs> i hope that you know just visiting the, the the peace exhibit will just be the first step in, in, in a bigger journey for many rotarians to understand how much influence we can have towards world peace as rotarians and, on. and I don't think it's unachievable. You know, people think that's unrealistic, but I think, you know, I, I believe that humans are made to get along with, with each other and, and that's how we achieve new heights. And I think it's very achievable and we can do it. So I'm hoping maybe we'll start, maybe we'll start in Melbourne, who knows, but, but uh, <laughs> I hope so. Well, you know, it's so interesting because when you go to the Peace Pavilion now or the Peace Park, you're going to be able to say, hi, Ray, I saw you on peacepodcast.org. And I'm so proud of you. And so with that, I'm Barbara Gon Mueller. And I am so proud of Rotary. I talked to a dear friend of mine in Costa Rica, and she said, see the rotary wheel. And if you look over my left shoulder, you'll see the rotary wheel. That rotary wheel, just like when the wheel was invented, 
is going to take us to a new era. That rotary wheel, as it turns, and as we have our 44,000 clubs, and we go to the Melbourne, and we really talk about peace, and we make peace possible by our conversations and by the work we're doing in Rotary. And the Peace Builder Clubs, we're having meetings. Pay attention. Get on our Zoom call for the Rotary Peace Builder Clubs. And with that, Ray, I am so proud of you. I think the Peace Park is going to be an exhibit everybody will be talking about for years to come. I hope so. And actually, it's one. This is only the first one of many. We hope so. We're, we're hoping to bring the Singapore and and all the connections afterwards. So you know that's going to be a standard pretty soon to have these so. parks right there in the middle of Friendship Hall. And you're around this Peace Park. You're also going to have other Peace Rotary Club businesses and mm -hmm. Rotary and our partners for Peace. Yes, they will all be there. And that's kind of the idea is the clusters all together. And it's easier to highlight our work if we're all together. And it's also easier for us to all work together, which I think is very important too. It's a great concept. And I'm so happy that you are on peacepodcast.org. And all of you- oh, It's an honor, at, Robert. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. And um, all of you who are at Melbourne, I'm jealous. I want to be there. Can't we figure out a way where I can just get transported over there without sitting 16 hours in an airplane? <laughs> That's one way. Two ways. It's long. But anyway, Ray, your energy is amazing. Your work for peace is just what we need today. And I wish you the very best in your peace our Peace Park exhibit. And all of you who are watching this at Melbourne, please say hi to Ray for me. I wish I were there to hold your hand and to give you a big hug, but you know my heart is there with you. And with that, I thank you for joining peacepodcast.org. See you soon on Zoom. See you soon on my YouTube channel. And if you're in your car and you're bored and you're thinking, why am I stuck in this traffic? It's because you're supposed to go to Spotify and just listen to a peace podcast to motivate you to do what our world needs today work for peace. And with that, I say thank you. Peace is possible. It's mutually assured survival and happiness. Thank you for joining us. And thank you, Ray. Thank you, Barbara. My pleasure.